Assalamualaikum Salam Ramadan Hi, you're back with another episode of Salam Farihin Ramadan series We're now entering the middle month of Ramadan inshallah and I hope that the first week or so has been very very fruitful and eye-opening for us all inshallah Without further ado, let's listen to my takeaways for this episode from Imam Dr. Omar Sulaiman's book, Allah Loves. Enjoy! attributes that we'll be touching on today have a little bit of what I've been trying to exercise in my own life and I'm sure there are others who feel the same way too. However, thanks to this book, I could actually add on to my how-tos and further expand possibilities to success, inshallah. The first topic we'll touch on today is about sabar or patience. In the chapter of the book, Imam Dr. Omar Sulaiman speaks of patience in three things. Patience against hardship, shahwa or our own desires, and patience in our worship with Allah. Patience in hardship isn't something that is unfamiliar to us. When things don't go our way, when things just turn upside down when your surroundings are just brewing in your heart making you all angry and upset and frustrated this kind of quote-unquote common setting is well common yet is so hard to excel in how does one really exercise patience in the midst of hardship I think the kind of practice that can be done here is to learn to not react immediately. For myself, though disclaimer, I'm not an A-plus student in the subject either, I do try my hardest to be less reactive to the things that happen around me that I find displeasing or can categorize as a hardship. I think it even got to a point where sometimes it just seems like I'm unenergized to even react at anything at all. But it's more of a, do I really need to express a certain emotion to this in most of those situations? I think the good thing about my current surroundings, which is mostly at work, is that the dynamics there aren't so crazy to the point that I'm in need to express emotions all the time. So a lot of the instances at work, they're pretty calm, the discussions are with good feelings, and even in the most busy, hectic times, we're still considerably composed, I would say. So thankfully, there aren't much to be so reactive towards. But if it's easy to take over patience during hardship, I think the next other common problem within myself and some others would be to be patient with our own desires. Though my friends and family do praise me, flipsy job, (laughs) for being patient and loving to save up for things which normally take me about a year or more depending on what I want, 
there are some occasions where I do find myself somewhat hasty with my desires. Oh, when it comes to good food, how does one bear and restrain themselves from overeating when there's so much good food, especially during this month of Ramadan? I think one of my biggest motivator, dare I say, on how to stop myself from eating too much would be that one story where Umar al-Khattab saw a man with a large belly and asked, What is this? The man said, It is a blessing from Allah. However, Umar said, No, rather, it is a punishment. And I think from then on, I became better at restraining myself from eating too much. But what about other blessings that may seem like a blessing, but is actually, you know, not? How can one be patient with those kind of desires and blessings? It says in the chapter, Allah says, Which means, seek closeness through patience and prayer. But what the scholars say is that the word patience is actually replacing the word fasting here. And so I guess, in order to seek closeness with Allah, we should fast. AKA restrain ourselves from, you know, the things that we desire, the things that we want to do to satisfy our worldly lusts. And on another paragraph in the chapter, it also talks about how people tend to forget that we're actually not yellowing in this world because our life is actually eternal once this chapter is over we're still accountable of our actions and we'll still have to answer for all those things we did to satisfy our worldly lusts and desires in the presence of allah speaking of being in the presence of allah the last form of patience is patience in our worship with allah and in this kind of sabar it is intertwined with tawakkul whereby if you have faith in Allah if you trust in Allah and therefore rely solely on Allah then it's a no-brainer that you'll be able to be patient with your worshipping of Allah by worshipping Allah we are carrying out the things that will please him and will walk away from that which displeases him it is when we are patient in our worship with Allah that shows that we are willing to stay in the course of returning back to our Creator. May Allah grant us all sorts of patience and guide us. May our hearts be patient when facing hardship and ease and especially when we carry out our duties as servants of Allah, inshallah. Next, Allah loves those who are just. It says here in this chapter, that the two most common occurrences of Allah loves in the Quran are Inna Allah yuhibbul muhsinin and Inna Allah yuhibbul muttaqin which means Allah loves those who observe piety and Allah loves those who observe excellence and the third most common occurrence in the Quran is Allah love those who are just. 
I think during these trying times, everybody's on the edge. Everybody is in some kind of emotional distress. We've all been working so tirelessly. We're all constantly doing something, constantly worrying. With the pandemic, we're not enjoying ourselves as much as we usually do. Our holidays are normally cut short because we can't go abroad anyway, so we opt to just work and stay in the office. We can't travel to just chill and relax and fulfill our desires to travel the world, to explore, to go out on an adventure. So what I'm trying to say is, some people might be a little sensitive during these trying times. So any slight mistake can make them go boom. I think I'd be too if I was too pressured or compacted. But Allah says, Don't let the hatred of a people cause you to be unjust with them. And this chapter also speaks of Allah hating oppressions, transgression, and inequity. I think when we're on the edge or when we think we're on a race to the top, we can unintentionally push people aside or push people down and just be unjust. So I'd say it's important to highlight the fact that we need to be better at how we can handle situations like this. As much as you want others to be fair and just with you, treat others the same way. And inshallah, you'll be rewarded with so much goodness. Like what I just said, all of our actions in this world, we will be held accountable on the day of judgment because Allah says the first rule on that day will be that no transgression will be tolerated. So let's try to practice. Let's always halt ourselves in our steps and be very selective of our actions, making sure we think things through. Even if we have to make fast decisions, let's pray that our hearts will always opt for the choices that will be just for everyone. I end this topic with some words from Ibn Mas'ud. He said, If Allah loves you, then he allows all those people you wronged to be repaid from your deeds. But he will increase one of your good deeds to such a size that it would cover the deficiencies found in your deeds. The third topic discusses about how Allah loves those who are beneficial to other people. There is a hadith that says, The most beloved people to Allah are those who are most beneficial to other people. I think this really makes sense because when one is being beneficial to other people, they amplify the attributes of Allah to those people. And I for one find so much reassurance and comfort from this. I think one of my favorite stories in relation to this topic would be the stories of those who were allowed to enter Jannah out of their seemingly small acts of being beneficial to others. Such as that story of the woman who gave water to the dog that was thirsty, or the man who removed something harmful from a path. Nowadays, in light of trying to be beneficial to others, I try my best to be that person. Even though honestly, in some instances, I was that capable to help, I think, but I really wanted to be present too in case there's something I can help with. 
it used to be a kind of self battle for me because I'd be like, do I want to help? But then I'm not good at it. I might ruin it. Do I want to help or will it be a nuisance? Do I want to help? Nah, I'll just stay back because I don't want to pull the team down and someone else might be better at doing it than me. But alhamdulillah, nowadays I just throw all of those thoughts away and try to be more inclusive so that in the moment that my assistance is needed, I am there and I can provide. That aside, the two things mentioned in this chapter on how to be beneficial to others is one, by putting a sense of inner joy into the brother's or sister's heart. How? By bringing them inner peace. Like the act of smiling. Smiling is a form of sadaqah and that it can bring joy to others. Smiling can be pretty infectious, don't you think? When you see someone smiling, you'll want to smile back, right? And that already helps to boost you up, even if it's just a little bit. I remember one of my close friends, a couple or a few years back, she said that she really loved being around me because I give out some bit of positive aura wherever I go though I don't quite feel it nowadays I'm more dormant I guess now but back then I could say that I kind of was more and so one day she asked me how do you do that how do you radiate such positive aura out of you wherever you go I laughed because I couldn't see it I said but what I do know is that I don't want to be in front of someone and have them down or sad with me when I am I said when I see a friend I want to be the one to be extra excited extra friendly so that I can ensure that I take happiness with me wherever I go because I want to see my friends happy wow talking about this I think I'd love to bring that back more amplified even but anyways the last one is by bringing ease to others from hardship for instance, removing a financial burden or to provide for others. These are acts of service. Just like how you want a lot to ease you from any form of hardship, we feel so relatable in those times of need, right? We've been in positions where we need ease and we ask from Allah. And do you remember how happy you are when Allah does give you that ease? So why not we try to be that as well for others? Why not have others feel that kind of happiness and comfort as well? Especially when we're able, when we're capable to ease them in any form of help from their any form of hardship. May Allah include us among those who are beneficial to others, inshallah. Ameen. Now as we move to the last chapter for this episode, it somehow correlates with the one I just previously covered. This chapter talks about strength. Now why does Allah love strength? Without strength, can we be patient? Without strength, can we be just? Will we be able to stand up for those in need and seek justice when we don't have strength? Without strength, can we be beneficial to others? Oh, strength has so much advantage and will give us so much aid in our journey of self-betterment as well as our journey in striving to be the best version of ourselves as a servant of Allah. Rasulullah said, Seek that which benefits you and seek your strength from Allah. 
seek your help from Allah and don't ever be helpless. And if anything comes to you that is not to your liking, then simply say, Qadrullahi wa ma It's the decree of Allah and what He has willed has come. And do not say if, because it opens the door of the shayateen. From this, where it says, don't ever be helpless, it's actually talking about being able to pick ourselves up trying to be in a position of power both as an individual and as a community. I think that it's really important to train ourselves to have strength physically, mentally, and especially spiritually because this will help us to mold ourselves to be very powerful people. And when we're powerful, there's so much that we can do so much of our responsibilities as servants of Allah that we can carry out and so much power in us to pull ourselves away from that that displeases Allah. The chapter here highlights that we ought to seek to have strength in order to be beneficial to ourselves and someone else. For instance, we should strive to seek emotional strength so that we can help someone in emotional vulnerability. We should seek financial strength to remove someone from debt. I think this also correlates with the idea of ihsan, of excellence. If we strive to have strength, it means we're also striving for excellence. And when we're striving for excellence, we can find ourselves to be able to carry out the responsibilities that we have. And of course, and raise our standards and be closer to Allah. And of course, be beloved by Allah. Attaining strength should not be to chase for power in the negative note, and it should definitely not be for arrogance. I think in order to attain strength is to first practice our hearts to believe in Allah, to rely on Allah and to cleanse our hearts through actions that pleases Allah. Carrying out our duties as well as serve others around us as how we would want to be able to serve Allah. That way we can cultivate our strength in our system and, well, make it stronger. Based on our little sharing session today, I do want to end the episode with a quick dua. May Allah grant, like that of Rasulullah patience justice, strength, and make us beneficial to others. Inshallah, let's try to be more observant this week of our actions and reflect to today's episode to see if we had made any changes at all. Remember that even the small acts are considered very great to Allah Taala, so you shouldn't belittle it too. Know that I'm supporting you all the way and that I'm here to continuously give you that motivational push. Every small achievement is a contribution to your big positive change in the future. Inshallah. We got this. All the best to us. And I'll see you in the next episode. Bye! Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. 
Hope you find it beneficial and just sort of be able to remind yourself of your goals and your own missions for not just this world, but also the next. With that, I end this week's episode and I hope to see you in the next one, inshallah. Much love and prayers for me, Farihin.